0: Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hope you had a great weekend and your week is starting off very nicely as well. Probably not as nice as the Dodgers who clinched their their uh, World Series berth last night. They're going to meet the Rays in the 2020 World Series. So for all of the talk about, ooh, expanded playoffs may give us a really wacky looking World Series, we've got number 1 versus number 1. That's kind of how it's supposed to be drawn up, right? Yep, nothing crazy happening here, so looking forward to that World Series. On today's episode, we're going to talk about three questions that we had of the Reds coming into 2020 that will remain and will be three questions that we will ask of the Reds going into 2021. Going to break that down for you here in just a minute. Also, want to talk about a shortstop possibility, a guy that the Reds could look at to play the shortstop position in 2021. We're going to get to all of that here in just a minute. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening to. That way, you don't miss any episodes this offseason. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. And save their Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513 549. 0159. We'll do some Jeff's junk mail throughout the week here on the podcast. All right, so let's jump into it. Three questions that you're all going to recognize because we ask these questions before the 2020 season started. And guess what? We're going to ask them again, and we're going to ask them before 2021. Of course, the first question is going to be will the Reds avoid a slow start? They did not. I mean, they kind of flirted with having a better start or at least a 500 start in 2020. But they just kind of kicked the can down the road a little bit because as they moved through the schedule and they reached the point in August where they were five and five, they then proceeded down a stretch of games where they went 10 and 15 to make it to 15 and 20 and during that stretch they had two separate losing streaks one of three and one of four completely separate losing streaks that really put them behind the eight ball I mean there's a reason that the month of September was so fantastic and that's because the month of August was so miserable due to their performances so yes do they get off to a slow start in 2020 yeah they did How are they going to do in 2021? How are they going to avoid that? Because that kind of gets rolled into a couple of things, something that we're going to talk about later on here. But a slow start is something that's Bitten the Reds in the butt for now the last three years, and they've only been able to survive it and kind of come back from it this past season, and much to uh, most of our chagrins, because of an expanded playoff, Let's just call it what it is. If it weren't for the expanded playoffs, the Reds probably would not have overcome that slow start. So that is definitely question number one that's going to be on everybody's mind, and it's going to be on everybody's mind going into next season. Question number two. This is kind of a big one. This is one that uh, we will debate. We'll probably debate all of 2021 as well because we're talking about him in his contract year, and that is, is David Bell the guy? Is he the manager that will be at the helm of this club when they are succeeding, when they're winning playoff series, not just getting to the playoffs, when they are advancing? Maybe, you know, fingers crossed, this is the goal. Whenever they're hoisting the World Series trophy, whenever they're getting fitted for rings, is David Bell's ring finger going to be the one that they're fitting? Because I don't know. There's no definitive answer one way or the other. In fact, you most of you probably would argue that uh, there's more of an answer to the negative than to the positive of this question, but it's something that we wondered going into 2020, and we're definitely going to wonder going into 2021. I told you something about David Bell that we know for a fact, and it was in the episode last week when I talked about things that we know from 2020 and that is that he tinkers he likes to move things around he likes to have different lineups he likes to bring in substitutes whether they be from the bullpen on the pinch hitting side or the pinch running side he loves that that's a thing that David Bell does we know this is it going to continue to get him into trouble It got him into a lot of trouble this past season, and especially in the playoff game. I mean, we all remember very vividly the absolutely horribly attempted double-steal on a play in which he had already pinch hit for the guy at the plate. So it's like a whole lot of just tinkering and maneuvering. And there was, there was a point in that game where Travis Jankowski pinch ran for a trailing runner, not even the lead runner on base. The Reds had two men on base and he pinch ran for the guy on first. I I, I don't really understand how that all works, but that is who David Bell is. Will it get him into trouble? more times than not in 2021 it remains to be seen obviously because games haven't been played yet but it leads me to wonder if he's still the guy if he is the guy that can be successful as the manager of the Reds if he can lead them to playoff success or will we be looking at a totally different dude leading this ball club so those are two things right off the bat Two big questions. Now, this last question that I've got is kind of multifaceted, and we're going to jump into that here in just a minute. But first, I want to talk about the amazingness of Bilt Bar. Have you gotten yourself some Built Bar yet, have you added Built Bar to your snack collection? Because your snack collection is incomplete without it. Built Bar is the Trevor Bauer to your snack collection because it is a protein bar. Yes, it's healthy, but it tastes like a candy bar. And they've got a lot of amazing flavors like chocolate and peanut butter. They've got cherry barcia, mint chocolate brownie, all of those wonderful things and more. You just got to check it out. Builtbar.com and when you're there, type in the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Built Bar has amazing nutritional value when it comes to low calories, low sugar, low fat, and high in protein, but you're not eating something that tastes like a healthy brick of nothing because it's very flavorful and tasty and sweet and amazing. So check out builtbar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. Mark Sheldon wrote a piece on Reds.com. It's an inbox piece. And of course, the main questions that he's being asked are surrounding Trevor Bauer and will he be brought back and all this good stuff. So he has a couple of good nuggets on there if you check out Reds.com and read that article on the inbox side something we'll be diving into later this week especially tomorrow going to talk a lot about what the Reds have that could entice Trevor Bauer to come back that's going to be a topic on tomorrow's podcast but I wanted to uh, finish up the three questions that we still have of the Reds after 2020 and give you a possibility at shortstop here. So the last one, and this is a multifaceted one because it is a general idea, but is it a very important idea? The strength of the Reds obviously was pitching, especially starting pitching because very few teams. In fact, it was only the Indians were rated better as a starting staff. And depending on if you're looking at fan graphs or baseball reference, I think it was fan had the Reds' starting rotation with a higher wins above replacement than the Indians. So it just, depending on what statistic you're looking at, the reds had the best starting rotation in the major leagues and the bullpen kind of came along as the season went along and had the season continued in a normal fashion, then I think they would have had an amazing bullpen by the end of it. But, Overall, the pitching is the strength. It's the strength of the 2020 team. It's going to be the strength of the 2021 team. So the question coming into this past season was, how do they support that pitching staff? How do they give them run support? How do they give them defensive support? And you know what? We've still got that same question going, in 20, going into 2021. Now, I know we've beat it to death and looked at every single statistic that sucks about this lineup for the Reds in 2020, so I'm not going to do that again here. We all know it was bad. I'm going to look at the defense because on the fielding side of things, the Reds were replaceable. If you look at the outs above average statistic, in fact, there were only two guys who remain on this active roster that had a positive out above average, which you want to have positive, because if you're higher than one, that means you're better than a replacement level fielder. Shogo Akiyama and Eugenio Suarez were in the positive column. Now, by saying that, I mean, they literally had an outs above average of one. Both of them did. That's the highest. That that is the best gloves on the Reds currently. Shogo and Suarez, according to Outs Above Average. Everyone else was at zero or negative, and some of them got pretty negative. Nicholas Castellanos actually was the most negative in outs above average. He had a negative five. Joey was sitting at negative three, and then Freddie Galvis at negative two couple at negative one and Moose and Winker, and then everybody else was at zero. So we're looking at a defense that largely is going to return. This fielding lineup is pretty much going to be unchanged. We're most likely going to be looking at a different shortstop. In a very, very outside chance, we're looking at a different catcher. However, that different catcher may just be Tyler Stevenson. But overall, that is who we've got backing up this pitching staff. How do they fix that? How do they scheme? They'll probably scheme some different shifts and things like that. We may just kind of be in a spot where you look at Castellanos more in the DH slot however I know that he said that he doesn't want to do that so maybe he works on his fielding some more maybe Joey in the DH spot some more Jesse it's interesting because we all know that Jesse's range isn't that great he's just not that fast but really when he gets to the ball he's got a pretty decent arm and he's got a pretty decent glove it's just getting there is the Adventure. So maybe we see him more in the field, at least in the corner outfield spots. But overall, how do the Reds support this amazing pitching staff? And make no mistake about it, even if Trevor Bauer leaves, they've still got a very good pitching staff plenty of guys can fill in those rotation spots and not just in the sense that you're like all right well we're gonna throw a dart at this guy and hope that he gives us five innings they've got a couple of dudes that I've got uh, at least some trust that they're gonna go out on the mound and deliver a pretty nice performance so how do you back that up obviously you gotta score runs they'll be working on that this offseason and you gotta prevent the other team from scoring uh, more runs than they should the Reds gave up a lot of extra outs this past season and when you look at these playoff teams, when you look at the two teams in the World Series you're looking at one of the most impressive defensive teams in the Tampa Bay Rays I mean with Kevin Kiermaier in center field that dude is absolutely phenomenal he's a lot of fun to watch with the glove I mean there's Very few fly balls into center field that are not catchable for this guy. This guy's got amazing range. But when you see the way that they've built their team, they've got a very, very good fielding team, and they just stifle opposing lineups with the balls that they're able to get to with their fielders range. So I don't know that you can really improve fielding range for guys like Castellanos and Winker and Mustakis and all that, but how do you mitigate their inability in the range department? That's going to be something that'll be interesting to be seen from the Reds in 2021, but that is absolutely probably the biggest question that everyone will have of the Reds going into next year. How do they support this amazing pitching staff. So there we go. That's three questions. Slow starts. Is David Bell the guy? And how do they support the pitching staff that we had going into 2020 and we're going to have going into 2021? Because those questions were not answered. All right. So one more thing before we get going on this uh, Monday I've got another guy I'm looking at at short side. This dude is um, I, I've watched him since he was a brave. He is a guy that I've really liked a lot. And actually I just got an update on my phone that we have to cover right this moment. So Andrewton Simmons will be part of tomorrow's podcast. We'll break his uh, candidacy, if you will, down for the Red shortstop position, but just coming across my phone right now, the Reds have announced that Nick Kral has been promoted to President of Baseball Operations, and he will also retain his title as General Manager. So essentially, the job of President of Baseball Operations just kind of got rolled into Nick Kroll. So he is the guy now. He's at the head of everything when it comes to player – Decision making and uh, leading this team moving forward. He reports directly to Bob Castellini, according to Mark Sheldon's report on Reds.com. So the Reds have their man. They kind of did exactly what we thought promoted from within. That was something that I think most of us figured they would do. We had hoped that they would do a more extensive search. I don't necessarily know that that's something that there would be a lot of reporting on. I don't necessarily know that that's something that, uh, you know, sports flight tracker on Twitter would be uh, tracking some kind of flight in the CVG. Like, Oh, maybe it's a dude from the Marlins or maybe uh, somebody else is coming in to interview for the job. The Reds have made their decision and it is Nick Kroll. And Nick Kroll now gets lots of pressure thrust on his shoulders to continue this team's success, continue its upward mobility, because this is absolutely a point that we will mark. If we see the Reds falter, if we see the Reds go back to where they were a couple of years ago, God forbid, then we will mark this day, the day that the Reds decided that they had everything they needed, to lead this team moving forward. They have everything that they need in Nick Kral. According to their decision today, whether or not you agree with it, this is the Reds' decision for the day. And now Nick Kral jumps into the spotlight. I mean, he kind of was there, but it was mostly on Dick Williams. Now it's all on Nick Kroll. How does he continue this team's uh, development and changing into a successful franchise, hopefully It's good. We will see very quickly as the Reds need to get moving on Trevor Bauer and they need to get moving on some other pieces like shortstop. We'll talk about that more on tomorrow's episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed. That way you don't miss any episodes throughout the off season as I'll be coming to you daily. Also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at locked on reds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram as well and save the lockdown reds line number into your phone at five one three five four nine zero one five nine. Give me your takes. Give me your reactions to the reds decision on Nick Crawl on Twitter, and on the Locked On Reds line. And we'll talk about that throughout the week. Thank you so much for listening today, though. That's going to be it for us. Now, tell your smart device to play the Locked On MLB podcast. And I'll talk to every single one of you tomorrow.
0: Let's go, Rex. Hey.